You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 170 with Cynthia Klein. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Cynthia on the show today. Have you ever thought about how can you help your kids to be more resilient when they grow up? Well, this is why I wanted to have Cynthia on the show today. We are going to be talking about what are some key skills that children need to learn to develop to be resilient in life and um, why family time is actually a big component of that. And so I just thought it would be great to have her on, share with us why it's important for us to have family time and what that does in regards to children becoming resilient later on in life. And um, she used an example of kids getting out of bed for school. Now, I personally don't run into this yet, but I have a feeling that could happen when I have teenagers. And she talks about how just nagging our kids to get up is not going to help them. And she tells us another suggestion that would work a lot better. And so I hope you guys are inspired by this uh, episode. And I hope that it kind of gives you some tools and helps you think a little bit different about raising your kids. Now let's go to the show. Hey, you guys, can you believe it's 2020? I mean, not only are we starting a new year, we're starting a whole new decade, which is pretty awesome. So I wanted to go over a few things because I know with the holidays, not everyone is able to listen to the podcast like normal. So I just want to go over a few things before we start this show, just in case you missed it. So if you missed my series on how I lost 50 pounds in 10 months, make sure to check it out. It's episode 165 to 168. And um, not only do I go over my story on 166, I go over the products I use with Kristen Pardue. Now, if you're thinking I only talk about doTERRA, I do on the show, but in the show notes, I list out all the other things that I take from the collagen that I take on Amazon um, to the protein powder that is very clean, dairy-free, gluten-free, does not have any artificial flavors or sweeteners. Um, I also talk about the scale that I use that you can buy on Amazon that connects to an app, which is really awesome and really helped me um, with my weight loss goals um, to, I'm just trying to think what else. Um, if I have, if I'm struggling with sleep and trying to stay asleep, um, I list um, what I use to help me with that all things that are not doTERRA as well. So if you just thought it was about doTERRA, there are a lot of things that are not doTERRA on the show notes. So go to episode 166. Um, with doTERRA, I know a lot of you guys have your oils person. Okay, I know this. Um, but if you don't, or if you have not purchased from your person in six months or more, um, if you found the things that we talked about super valuable, I would be so appreciative. And it would mean the world to me if you used my link um, to purchase the oils or the supplements. Um, if you have your person and you're loyal to them, I totally get it. I do. Because I've already talked to some of you about that stuff and I, and I understand. Um, but with that said, when you guys use my links, um, what it does is I get a commission on that and it helps the show keep going. It helps me to keep bringing you content every week. So I want you guys to know that I am so appreciative when you do use my links uh, because it helps me to kind of just, you know, do the things that I need to do to bring you everything that I bring you every week to have the guests come on and all that kind of stuff. So I am super appreciative when you use my link and I realize there are so many 
options out there and that you could choose from. And so when you do choose to go with me, it, it really means so much to me. It really does. And it is such a blessing. And um, if you wanted to support the show, it, that is a great way that anytime I talk about stuff and it sounds good to you, if you use the links, it is so helpful. So I just wanted to be upfront with that with you guys. And also too, to know that anytime that I'm talking about something, um, it's, it's something that I would use um, and that I believe in. So I'm not going to be talking about something that I wouldn't use and just to be talking about it. So you guys, I hope that you can trust that in me, that I'm only talking about stuff that I really stand behind. Um, I also wanted to end on the lean program. I added that as a replay at episode 167. Uh, the reason why I did that as a replay uh, so that people could listen to it, because I did a new intro on that talking about um, my weight loss journey and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you guys are looking for a program that you're just like, you know what, I just need to kind of get back into the things. I don't even need to lose a lot of weight. Maybe you only need to lose like 15 pounds or less or whatever. Right, and if you need to lose a lot of weight, this program is great. Um, but I really love lean. It is the program that I started off with last January. Um, and I have a referral code. It's mom, M-O-M, and you get $10 off. So make sure to go and listen to that if you haven't already, or just go to the show notes and you can find the link and all that kind of stuff there and make sure you use the referral code mom to get that $10 off. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for all of you that have supported the show by using the links um, that I provide and you know buying products that I talk about and trusting in me that um, I'm talking about stuff that um, you know, I truly believe in that I'm not just putting it out there um, just for whatever, but that these are things that I really think that will help your lives. And I want to go back to the doTERRA really quick. Some of you might be like, I don't need to lose weight. Yeah. So the doTERRA stuff, I talked about the supplements and oils also to help with your immune system and um, inflammation. And I feel like we all are dealing with that. So it is not just about losing weight. It's about getting healthier, and especially with flu season right here now. Um, you know, I would definitely be stocking up on that. And again, if you have an oils person, feel free to take all my information and say, hey, this is what Amber talked about or whatever. But again, if you don't have that person or you haven't used them in six months or more, I would be so grateful if you use the link um, in episode 167 for doTERRA. Um, you do not have to buy the starter kit. Um, that's where it takes you, but then you can go into the search bar and search for the products that I list all in the show notes. And again, if you guys have questions on anything, please email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. Or if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Amber Sandberg, please message me. I will answer your questions. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't want to bug her or whatever. You guys, this is what I'm here for. I'm serving you. I'm helping you. So if you have questions and you're like, I don't know, reach out to me. I would love to help you. All right, let's go to the show. Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Great to be here, Amber. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent. Most people know that. And I do like asking my guests what their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. I, well, I live near San Francisco. And so we love to go to the Redwoods, the Redwoods or um, Yosemite or Lake Tahoe. Those are three mm. areas that are really beautiful that are actually within driving distance for half a day for us. So I yeah. would recommend anybody when you come out here, rather than going to San Francisco, go to our natural beauty near here. 
Yeah, I wanted to go to the Redwoods. So we were there, I think in 2015, my husband and I, we just didn't have enough time because we went down to Big Sur. So we went the other direction and that that's gorgeous and doing Pfeiffer Beach and all that stuff. Um, And Mm -hmm. Lake Tahoe is on my list. So um, where would you recommend going into Lake Tahoe though? Because there's, there's the North and the South though, right? Right. And then there's also the Nevada side. So if you want it calmer, you could go to the Nevada side of the lake. Um, the south side is where the casinos are uh, and skiing in the wintertime, of course. So I've gone a lot to the south side. It kind of depends if you'd like to also see go into some casinos. <laughs> you can go to the south side. or Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to go there and uh, check it out. And it's just on the list. But there's just so many things, you know, um, so many places to go. So little time. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get started. How about you share with us a little bit more about who you are, your name, you just said you're from San Francisco, and then we'll jump into um, how you got to where you are today. Okay, so I'm Cynthia Klein, and I'm a parenting expert. I've been working with families for about 26 years now, and I have a 31-year-old daughter. Gotcha. So I've been through the trenches. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to have you on the show because, um, you know, this is a day and age with so much technology and distractions that it is very easy to be distracted, right? And not have the family time like people might have had back in the day. And so this is why I thought it would be great for you to come on. You know, we can start the new year with new goals. And so I wanted you to talk about why family time and collaborative family conversations creates resilient children. And before we jump into that really quick, I do feel like there's a lot of people I you hear like this generation, the younger generation, they're not as resilient and they're being coddled and they're being, you know, I don't know, like maybe spoiled or I, I'm not sure, but there's just things that I hear. And um, I just don't know if we're raising our kids to be able to like handle things once they get into the real world, once they're older. So I thought mm-hmm. this would be perfect mm-hmm. to have you come on and talk about you know, why family time actually can really build that resiliency and why it's such a big deal. Yeah. So I work uh, privately with uh, parents as well. And I work a lot with couples. And uh, what I find, at least here, well, I work with people all over, but there can be a tendency to do too much for children. Mm. And there's this tendency of kind of like showing your love by doing for them. Um, I have a lot of parents, they put school as the most important thing. And so if their child has a lot of homework to do, then they don't have to do chores around the house, which I see as a really big problem. And this sense of that they're wanting something that they need to give it to them. And I I really work with parents on, I, I believe like chores, contributing to the family, doing problem solving, to me, that's kind of more important or equally as important in school because school will end, right? But you're going to, you need to know how to interact. You need to know how to be a part of the family. I hear too much of uh, kids kind of not being very polite to their parents. And I feel this whole thing of not feeling valued and important to the family. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to figure out, like, what do you feel like some of the key skills are that they need to learn to develop to be resilient in life? And that, you know, um, you were saying how they're not doing chores and all that stuff. But what do you feel like what do you feel like kids are really missing out on because we're not teaching them these things? 
<laughs> well, it, it makes me think of when my daughter was off uh, at college and she was in an apartment and had a roommate and I had taught my daughter, you know, take over her dishes to clean the bathroom. I mean, she had to do those things first. We had family meetings and her roommate was just kind of leaving things all around. My daughter was complaining about it. So it's like we have to learn that kids need to learn that they are contributing to the family as part of the unit, because otherwise, when they go off and they're living with other people, they're they're going to be kind of feeling like they should be catered to. So I don't know in your area, um, mm. we know where you live, if there's much of an issue. But out here in California, there can be a real problem with putting school as the most important thing. And they need, we need to know how to get along with people. Right? We need to know how to disagree and also come to resolutions and also to um, feel courageous to handle problems. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like... Um... I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that say um, with parenting and how parenting styles are maybe from different from, um, you know, generations before and, you know, kids getting away with stuff more and, you know, it's not really setting them up for things um, to be, I guess, better adults and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I think that it does, you know, it comes about with like how we are doing things as a family unit and all that kind of stuff. So I guess my next question would be though, so people might be like, okay, yeah, I do understand that. And I can see that, but how do they actually learn these skills? Well, I'm a big advocate of having family meetings. I think they're very essential to set up. And I don't know if it, would this be a good time for me to talk about how you do a family meeting? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. And, and what's so funny is because my daughter at 31 is in the business community and she'll complain about some people a little younger than her, <laughs> like not having good thinking skills, which is very funny. Uh, so if you have, and, and I also wrote this in my book, I have a book, Ally Parenting, A-L-L-Y. And so I have a whole chapter on how do you do a family meeting? So if somebody's saying, well, how do I have it in writing? You can find Ally Parenting on Amazon. So well, the way I have it set up is that you put a piece of paper out and during the week, anybody writes down there what they want to talk about. So let's say you're having a hard time getting out of the house in the morning and maybe the parents are wanting to discuss that. Maybe that you're going to have a vacation and you want to discuss that or you're going to have an afternoon. What are you going to be doing together? Or maybe siblings are are being irritated by the other sibling. And so they want to write down. So you write on the list, what are the issues that are going to be talked about? And when you start a family meeting, it's really a sense of empowerment. So it's not like we're, oh, we're going to have a family meeting because we're not liking what, what you kids are doing. It's not that attitude. It's like, how do we all come together? This is our family. And so when you do a family meeting, you are, you have a person, so you have the list up there. Then you have a person that's a chairperson. And you have a person that's a secretary that's writing down notes. And so when you come together, there's a, a format that I put together, which you do compliments, and then you um, talk about minutes of the last meeting. Then you talk about new uh, things that you want to talk about. You Then you talk about allowance, if you do do allowance, and then you actually do kind of a treat. So you go through a process of what are we working on together? Um, saying good things about each other, 
and and really coming up with some plans together. And part of the important thing about when you have a plan, uh, let's let's say it's more. I don't know. Do you ever have issues getting out of the house in the morning, Amber? Um, sometimes, that- but I feel like it's gotten better as the kids have gotten older. When they were really little, okay. that was challenging. <laughs> so they're they're taking on responsibility in the morning. Oh yeah, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So you're doing a great job with that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I say that, but <laughs> but, but that that that's a very common problem, um, and parents kind of uh, and and so when you get together as a family and you discuss it and you say, okay, what are the issues? What's bothering you? Everybody talks about that. Um, you air. So one of the things I teach parents is how do you actually listen without cutting off kids <laughs> listening to them? So people learn how to listen to each other. They learn, you know, one person talks at a time. They learn how to um, listen to different people's points of view. And then they learn how to let's come up with different solutions that we might choose. Um, We don't know first. We're going to look at all these different solutions. What are possibilities? So this expands the mind, right? It's like, what are possibilities of choices to make? What are possibilities Mm. of solutions? And then kids feel like they're part of the solution. Yeah. Rather than you're the right, rather than you're the problem, you're not doing this or that or this in the morning, <laughs> right? You're, yeah. you know, why do I have to get you out of bed? And so, as part of the solution, might be okay, the, let's say the parent says, I don't want to wake you up anymore. I, that's not my job. So, what, what do you think what might be one of the solutions that a child would have? I don't know, Cynthia, but I'm thinking this that I may run into this problem when they're teenagers. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh, so um, yeah, my girls are like ready to go. I'm almost kind of like, can you sleep in a little bit more to give me a moment? Um, But I could see where you start getting middle school and high schoolers that are kind of dragging behind and like the moms are having to kind of get on them and, you know, they're getting tired of hearing their voice of being like, come on, let's go. So this is a perfect opportunity for you to address this, um, even though I'm not experiencing experiencing this right now. And there could be people experiencing this with elementary school kids. Um, my girls are five and eight. So, um, okay. um, but I, I do want to touch point on this because I have heard this with moms who have older kids and I'm kind of like, oh, like, yeah, what if this starts coming down <laughs> the pipeline? So this is perfect that we're talking about it, even though I'm not personally experiencing it yet. Okay. So what happens is um, there's three different roles that parents have. You're either a director, a collaborator, or a supporter, depending on who owns the problem. So who's, um, so for example, getting out of bed in the morning, if the child wants to eventually go to school and the parent wants them to go to school, that's a joint problem to solve, right? Because both people want to get the results of getting to school. The getting up might be the hard part. So if it's a collaborative problem, you kind of, you come together and you say, this is not my problem to get you out of bed, Mm. right? That would be a director role. This is a joint problem because you eventually want to get to school. I want you to get to school. I have things to do. So we need to come together and find a solution for this problem. And so that's really important because then you ask, You can say, okay, how do you like it in the morning so far? Do you like it when I'm nagging, right? 
So you start to have a dialogue. Okay, you don't like that. Let's look at what else you don't like. Or let's look at what other are the problems. All right. You know, you're tired in the morning. Well, let's go back and look at what might be leading to you being tired. So it's really important. I find too many parents take over as a director as though it's just their problem to solve. Mm. And then they're pulling. So then the child becomes the problem and the parent tries to fix the problem, which doesn't work. The kid gets really irritated. So if you shift it to this is collaborative. Hey, you know what? This isn't just my problem. And you're trying to make it my problem. (laughs) So we have to come up with a joint solution together. Mm. Now, do you feel like this takes several times to kind of get going? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Because I want people on the other end just to be like, okay, so I said that one time and it's not working. Like, what do you like? How often do you think you're going to have to say this to your child, even as a uh, collaborative, you know, problem solving issue or whatever? So that's a great question, because when you have uh, family meetings, if you can have it every week, that would be wonderful. So whenever you come up with a solution, you say, let's try it for, let's say you say, let's try it for three days and see how it's working. Then we're going to get going to get back together on Mm. the fourth day. That's what parents don't do. It's like they make a plan. They maybe write it out and they think it's all wonderful. And then their child does it for a couple of days and then they don't do it anymore. And then the parents gets mad. Right. So, so the key is to keep following up, you know, with what yeah, you yeah. talked about. Exactly. And you put it back on them. Okay. Well, let you say, what was my job? What was your job? How's that going? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is I like it, that. Are you following through? So anytime you do a plan, uh, the, the fifth, the fifth, I have five steps on how you do collaborative problem solving. The fifth step is a step set a time when you mm. come back together and you discuss how the plan is going. And I've talked to a lot of parents when they stop being the director and pushy and controlling and they start collaborating, then the child feels powerful. So one of the resiliency skills is a sense of power. All right. It's like I can make changes and a sense of responsibility. I'm responsible for my actions. So anytime you just push and pull, you're not allowing them how to learn to take responsibility for their actions. So anytime you start to feel um, like either taken advantage of, or I'm doing too much, I'm doing all this for you and you're not helping, it's a key to look at what role are you playing? Are you trying to be a director and take on all the responsibility, which is usually what, what, the, what that means, rather than mm. are you collaborating yeah. and working together as a team? So I help parents all the time to think about shifting from directing to collaborating as soon as you can. And then you'll shift to supporting, which is when they solve the problem and you're simply there to help them in any way that they need. Mm, okay. That's a good point. Um, so we only have a few more minutes. So I have two more questions. And what is the value of family time other than during a family meeting? Well, um, there's four kind of basic qualities of self-esteem. So coming together as a family helps develop self-esteem. You need to have a sense, kids, anybody needs to have a sense of belonging. You need to have a sense of uniqueness. In what Mm. way am I special? Mm. Uh, You need to have a sense of power. 
in some way in our life and also be able to express ourselves. Mm. And so if you, you can, when you come together as a family and you can start thinking about that, okay, this is creating a sense of belonging. This is a unit, right? Yeah. If there's something unique that they're, they do, like, let's even get together and watch, uh, one of them is doing some great skill and you're watching that. So this sense of belonging to a unit, a unit is really important. And then being able to express themselves is important. So time together, even if you're at dinner, dinner time is so special. It's really mm. important to have that. And if you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, um, let's, let's say, even say, what do we appreciate about each other? Interesting. Yeah. I like that. So the sense of I'm part of a unit, cause that mm. grounds me. This is my tribe. This is my supportive group. And then when you have freedom of expression, when you learn, I, I work with a lot of parents on how do you listen? How do you actually know how to listen? Mm. Even when your child does something you don't agree with. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Because boy, the older they get, yeah. teenagers, there's, and it's important to listen to kids when we don't agree with them rather than jumping on them right away mm. and saying that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. So I let's like say that. they're, they're mm -hmm. talking about bugging their, you know, my, my brother's always bugging me and your, you know, your viewpoint is, well, I don't see it that way. However, if you can, you're sitting at dinner and you can say, oh, tell me more. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And they, Right. Then that will encourage more conversation. They'll have more freedom of expression. And the more a person expresses themselves with a good listener, it validates. It's like they're putting out their thoughts and then they can see them and then they can have a better opportunity to evaluate them when there's a safe space to express them. I like because that. Because they won't mm -hmm. always be like, the best thoughts, however you give them space. So this is what parents and other siblings can learn to do is provide an opportunity for each person to feel heard, to feel valued and important. And that's not what I had growing up. And so I'll tell you, that's one of the main reasons this is mm. my passion. I've been doing this for so long yeah. because I didn't have that as a teenager, I didn't have that. And I felt that, that pain. And I was like, I'm determined to learn how to do this. I, I did this with my family and to be able to teach other parents, how do you do this? How do you create this sense of support community? Um, and then the resiliency that you will be developing in your kids mm. as they go off into the world. Yeah. Before my last question, cause, um, we do need to wrap it up. I, so what did you feel like you didn't get the most of growing up? Like what, what was it? Did you feel like you didn't belong or did you feel like you didn't have the support? Like what was the main thing that stood out to you that you really wanted to make sure that, um, that your child felt, you know, when raising her? I didn't have emotional support whatsoever. Mm. I didn't have a mother who knew how to listen. She was mm. raised in the depression era. Yes. You did yep. it all listen. And, yeah. and that sense that I wasn't valuable and I mm. wasn't unique. Interesting. So it, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm later in life and I'm like still grappling with that. So it is so important. Yeah. Learn how to, how to listen and value your children. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So as I end, this might be what, this is, might be your answer. So, um, 
what is the advice that you would want to give moms to help them get the ball rolling? Would you just say that? Or is there something else that you would want to add? I, okay. I think about the impact of your words on your child. Mm. Yeah. Is when your child says something, what they're feeling or thinking about their own issue, what you're saying, is it allowing them to continue talking or is it called what I call a communication block and shutting them down from talking? Really pay attention to that impact rather than just thinking, this is what I should say. Interesting. Are you giving yeah. unwanted advice? Are you commanding? Are you interrogating? Are you placating? Are you talking about yourself? Are you saying things that are shutting your child down from talking? That's the most important thing I think for parents to think about. That's good. Well, Cynthia, communication block. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, Cynthia, I appreciate you coming on the show today and this has been very helpful. And I think um, just the nuggets you gave us will really help us to be a lot more intentional with parenting. So can I yeah. share how they can find out more yeah, about Yeah, this? sure. So my website is bridges, the number two, understanding.com. So bridges to understanding.com. The book is Ally Parenting, A-L-L-Y Parenting. You can go to Amazon. You can go to my website. I really hope to um, encourage parents to really build the relationship with their children and start by learning to listen and spending time with them. I love it. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Amber. It's been a pleasure. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.